You're now listening to Wisdom of the Weight Room, the podcast that takes the wisdom gained in a weight room setting and weaves it into your everyday life. Well, this is going to be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today is an interesting one because we don't really have a subject, a talk, things to talk about. We really don't have an idea, but we devoted ourselves one day a week to get this stuff done. So we're just going to wing it. Um, yeah. Drinking some monsters right now. Having a good time. What did you do this week, Brock? Well, I was just talking to you about this before we turned the mics on. I kind of re-prioritized my life a little bit in the sense of uh, I restructured some of my jobs with with what I got going on. So uh, at any time, um, we like just switched up my, my scheduling a little bit. That way I have more time to devote to my other endeavors. Because I felt between working at a private gym, working at the high school, doing my videography business, and going to school full-time, I just had a lot on my plate to where I couldn't juggle all of it and it was getting pretty hefty. Things were kind of falling to the wayside. And those things were not what I wanted to have happen. So I kind of said, hey, these other things need to be starting to take a back seat from that because I want to grow my business. I want to get my my business degree because that's what I'm in. And I just need to have more of a priority on those. So that's what we did. Um, so this week was kind of a first time on that schedule. And it was kind of a good test run for myself to kind of see what days I can prioritize working on my own business and then where I can put work in for school and then where I can still program for other people, other places and do all that. So it was a good week. How about you? Uh, it was just a normal week. It just starts off so good. Like Monday's just, you're ready to go. Tuesdays, you still got it. Wednesday, you're falling off. Thursday, it should be Friday. And Friday, you're just trying to figure out how are you still alive? That's how I feel. You know, it's, it's just such a long week. Five days, it seems like it's 10 days. You know, and I think it's just the schedule that I have. I It's just go, 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 and really there's not a lot of breaks. Um, I know I'm tired by 9 o'clock when I get off and get done every night because my right foot heel is killing me. And I just I, I think that's just from being on my feet all day. Like, I know, like, when I hit that point, it's been a long day. Do you lean more of your weight to that foot? I think so. Like, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I would say so because I'm make, right, like, dominant. Said, that would make the most yeah, sense. Yeah, You'd think both legs would hurt. Yeah, but. yeah, it, uh, yeah it, it's been a good week. It's just, it's long, you know, and trying to get through. We got six weeks left until Thanksgiving and trying to figure out exactly what I want to do with my athletes is always interesting. And then... It's just that weird time, like you were saying, like you can't really program a full phase or a full like cycle. Yeah. You can, but can't like, you basically have to make this like 
a bigger cycle, basically. Yeah. So instead of your normal four weeks, you have to do six. If you're yeah. hearing this little buzzy, hissy sound, yeah, I think it's coming from Miguel's headphones. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to figure it out. Might have to buy. Some. I'm using these cheapos, and they work pretty well. Might have, I mean, might have to just get another pair of those. Yeah. We're thinking it's the batteries inside of his. Cause yeah. he, he's, I don't know why they would make a pair of headphones that you have to put batteries in. That's dumb. Like you think you just charge the beats, it. Yeah. Like, I mean, these are older beats, but they're brand new. I didn't ever use them up to this point. So, yeah. So, yeah, we apologize for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so you're you're in a scenario, I guess. I think we're both kind of there. As far as like just life goes, you're way more as far as like what's going on in your life. You got a Trying lot. You got a a gym that was recently opened up. Yeah. Your farming, right? Farming, so you, yeah. you you do farming. You uh you work at Iowa Central. Mm-hmm. You train at Iowa Central. Train for Iowa Central, whatever you want to call it. Um. What else? Personal train. Personal train, yep. That kind of all encompasses the gym, right? Yeah, yeah. Running and operating. Yeah. And I think, you know, doing all that, I don't know. I don't know why I do it sometimes, man. And then you got a baby on the way, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's it's, a lot. It is a lot. Are you come... So, I just kind of talked about this. I. Are you coming to a point where you have to think about maybe restructuring some things or maybe... I want to say like getting away from something, but putting it more to the side. Yeah, there's gonna to have to be some change. Yeah, and that's hard. You know, I that is gonna be really hard for me. I just I feel like there's so many people that need. I feel like I'm. And I said this before. I'm needed, so it's hard for me to not be part of everything um, that I am. Um, it. So I don't know. I mean, the my family. Is very supportive of what I do, but I have to figure out how to have find more balance. Yeah. Because right now there's very little of that. You know, I have Saturdays to spend with my family, Sundays in the evenings, but I'm usually at Iowa Central, you know, working on programming or just trying to better myself as a coach because I don't have time during the week. But, yeah, I'm going to have to find balance, definitely. And I think that's a struggle for everybody. Um, and I, you know, I asked myself like, how long, how long am I going to be able to do this 15 hour day stint? You know, Monday, yeah, that's, that's rough. Yeah. Monday through Friday. And you know, it's not, I knew I'm not a morning person and I knew that going into being a strength coach, you have to be. Yeah. But even if I get eight hours of sleep every night, which I try, it's usually average seven, seven and a half. It just, it's not it's, the same though. Yeah. It's not five thirty comes and it's, oh. It's fine until like one o'clock, two o'clock, and then I hit a wall, and then it's just getting to the gym after that, and I have to take a lot of pre workout <laughs> to get through my training. But then even after that, it's usually I have to go back out to Iowa Central in the evenings to coach. Yeah. So, you know, I, I look at those people sometimes that you know work a nine to five, and they come home, they get to eat with their family, they get to sit on the couch, relax every night, and I don't. I don't know how that would be. I envy that. Like, I don't know. I don't think that'll ever be me, but I sometimes I'm like, wow, that would be amazing. Yeah. To have that. Yeah. And, or just be when I get done in the gym at seven, 
the evening, just be done. Like, you know, but, you know, the, I heard this somewhere. When you're a leader, the leader, a leader is the hardest job in the world mm-hmm. because people will hate you. Um, you will never be satisfied and you're always trying to help someone. And so it's a very, it's all, I don't know. It's a hard job to have. And I think about that a lot, and I'm like, geez, like, sometimes I wonder, like, maybe I, I, maybe there should be something, you know, I should have done something differently out there. But, you know, I enjoy what I do, but there are times where you second-guess yourself and wonder if it, this is really what you should be doing. Yeah. This career path is a strange one for sure. It's definitely unorthodox. Um, it's a lot of work for i don't want to say little reward um but you have to value it way more than like financial gains Mm -hmm. um being like a trainer coach is not fruitful for the wallet let's just say that yeah unless like you're very high up and but even then like if you balance it out from like what it took to get there like I still don't think it evens out. It's like even those high, like the higher ups are really like they they're making bank, but even now, even still, like mm-hmm. you look at it like man, you think it'd be more, mm-hmm. but it's kind of not. But as far as like just from like our sector of it, like you said, you put the hours you put in, the responsibility that you have, it it definitely eats away at you. So if you don't have a fuel for that fire beyond, like, financially, um, you're never going to last. Oh, yeah. And I see it all the time. Um, so I've been doing this for, what, seven, six, seven years, something like that. And I've seen people come and go. I've seen people – it usually comes down to, obviously, interest. Like, you have an interest for training and working out, and you think it's cool. So then you think, oh, I could just, if I could get paid to do this, it'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not that. You do not get paid to work out. People like ask me that all the time. Like, oh, it must be so cool. It's like, nah, no, it's not. I don't get paid to work out. I pay, I get paid to train people. And <clears throat> we're going to have to figure something out with that. I wonder what it's going to sound like after. But, but yeah, like I'm saying, you have to have a deeper desire than just like wanting to. Like, it can't be just a cool thing. Like, it can't be an image thing. Because, mm-hmm. like, you're going to get in the muck, and you're going to start to get realize what the work entails, and you're going to fall. Like, every, everyone does that I see. I, I think the hardest thing, <clears throat> I don't know if it's for me or for, I don't know. This is probably just me, but it can be hard to motivate I mean that's what a personal trainer is that's what a coach is Mm -hmm. you're a motivator I mean yes there's a million other things you do but when you're tired when you're you've exhausted all the things you know and then you still have to keep going that's when it gets hard yeah or when everybody else has lost hope and you have to be the one person in the room to tell people to keep going, you can do this. Like there's a, there is a reason and you have to do that 365 days a year. 
you better be a person that can handle that because that shit gets hard. It's and, tough, man. Yeah, that's what I found to be the hardest. It's just, you know, things are changing in our world, so people are changing. Yep. And they they don't maybe have the same motivation as they once did or people did, you know, generations ago. And so you're constantly trying to motivate and under, help them understand that there is a reason you're doing this and whatnot. And then you bringing it every single day, even though you know they aren't going to bring it. Yep. That can be hard. That can be mentally draining. For sure. I uh, I like this quote that I hear a lot is, I heard on a podcast recently actually, it's uh, the only constant in life is change. So in order to stay going with things, you got to be able to adapt and, jeez, there's just a lot of craziness going on right now with our audio. But yeah, you just, you just got to know how to ad- adapt and and overcome and just just keep the the motor turning you know it's yeah you're saying it's hard especially when in a training setting like training athletes like when they come and like their morale is low and like what you normally do doesn't work like well that's obviously where like the great coaches are great because they can find a way around it but at times it's, it's a struggle you know where it's like maybe you got to just cut out what the plan was for that day. Maybe you got to just, all right, you guys are not, either they're not listening, they're not being obedient, or like they're just not in it mentally. So then they, they're not getting anything out of it. So there's no point in like just keep going. Like if we're not squatting properly or like we're not getting anything out of the session, that can't, like we can't do that consistently. Like, they definitely have, like, if that's happening consistently, something's wrong. But, like, a day-to-day effort, like, they could be beat up from, like, a meet or or a game or whatever. And, yeah, sometimes you got to, like, play a game or, like, just do something fun, a little lighthearted, maybe a lighthearted warm-up. And I've found things like that, especially in the high school setting. I know college might be different, but in a high school setting, just a quick, like, fun little warm-up game or even, like, at the at the end That'll like lead into the next session where they're more upbeat and ready to go. And I feel I've started to get more respect from athletes because I want it to be fun for them. And they understand that. They know or they're beginning to know like I have their best interests in mind and I need them to enjoy it because if they don't enjoy it, I mean, they're not going to get anything out of it traditionally. So, When did you know... Maybe we can go there with this next as a topic. When did you know that you were you were going to take a leadership role in your life? Because I can answer this, you know, after you're done. Because that's a weird, for me, that's a very interesting thing. Like you because, can you pinpoint it, like the day or like the moment? Well, maybe I'll just start. You know, with yeah, this. Let's hear. I, when I was in like middle school and high school, I was always just a follower. Yeah. I wasn't leading. Like I, I always, I thought it'd be cool to be the person leading, mm-hmm. but I wasn't. There was other friends of ours that were, we followed or I followed. And I, so I never thought I was going to ever be like the person actually leading. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this one time, I, don't, I think I told you this story about 
when my mother took, so I'm adopted for those of you out there that didn't know that, uh, I came here as a baby. Um, I was in an orphanage before my mom adopted me and, um, she took my sister and I back when I, when we were, when I was in eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade back to Honduras just to do a medical mission trip. And so we spent 10 days there. And while we were on this trip, we went to, there was a couple that came with us that knew some, that had had friends down there. And so we went to their house one evening for dinner and they were very spiritual people. So they, after dinner, they had asked, you know, can we pray for you, you and your sister? And so I said, yeah, that's fine. That's yeah, cool. Let's do it. So, um, what happened next was we all, I stood up and my sister and my mom and the two people and then a few other people put their hands like on my shoulders and they started praying. And during this prayer, everything kind of went black. I don't know. It was weird. And what I saw was I saw Jesus in front of me leading a bunch of people. It was weird. I don't know how to explain it, but they were saying these things like, you know, they said at the time, like the devil was in me and all this stuff, which I, whatever, I don't know if that was true or not, but there it was a time when seventh and eighth grade and even high school, I was going through some rough things personally, I thought. And so, but they had said at the end of it, you know, when you grow up, you're going to be a leader, but I was not seeing that in eighth grade. And then I didn't see it in high school and I really didn't see it through college. But I always remember that they said that. And they also, when they did the same thing for my sister, they said that she was going to be a mother. And now I look at our lives and where we're at. And my, my sister is a great mother. And now I'm a leader. And I, but I didn't see that. And so the time that I actually realized I was going to start leading or being a leader was in 2015. So that took, <laughs> that took me a long time to even realize that. Because I never saw that before. So that's kind of where I was going at, going with this. I see. Did you want to be a leader? Like, before that? Was I, it something? I, I think... Yeah, go ahead. I despised people bringing down other people. I despised, you know, I don't know jerks mm-hmm. people that were mean because i thought everybody had a place in this world like i remember i i knew that at a younger age and i sometimes i'd speak up and sometimes i didn't and i i always tried to do the right thing uh, not that i always did but i i tried to most of the point most of the time <coughs> mm-hmm. and i didn't know i had the capability of anybody actually following me you know, that's, that's what I didn't realize. You know, I, I never was, I mean, I, I guess, I don't know if I was popular or not, but I wasn't not popular. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I was just a short little, I was a short dude. You know, I am a short dude and I always thought that leaders had to be these tall, masculine, you know, guys. If I think about male like leaders, a, a big presence, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, there's, I don't have that presence. I physically don't have that presence. How can I lead? And who wants to listen to what I have to say? You know, I don't say anything eye-opening or anything. You know, I didn't have that confidence back then. Mm -hmm. I just would rather follow other people. And so I don't, 
I don't know. I think there was a time in grad school, you know, like I was talking about after 2015, that I remember our strength coach, who was, who is one hell of a strength coach, would always be talking. And I'm like, you know what? I wish I could just add my two cents into some of this stuff, you know, after he gets done talking of what I think needs to be heard, you know, or needs to be said that the athletes need to be hear- hearing. Um, and then it kind of, I kind of just started seeing things that, okay, maybe I can actually building that confidence right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it's definitely not yeah people are just natural at it and then people really have to work at it i'm i'm there with you as far as like building confidence and building like the ability to lead i can say that i don't really i don't not like leading but i do it and I, I do it because I, I know there's a standard or I, I believe there's a standard in leadership that should be done. So when normally when I'm, I'm leading, it's because it's not for myself. It's for the, the people that need the leadership. So like I normally am a follower as well. Even um, now? I would say I, I'm a mix, I would say. Okay. I don't know like if there's like – a bo- like a both or whatever, but I'm pretty reserved as a guy, right? Just as a person. Um, I like my own time. I like my own space. Like I like doing my own things. It's kind of like I, why I do videography because I'm behind a camera, you know, so I'm kind of like just not out in the open. Um, but at the same time, like I'm saying with as far regards to like just working out or just like leading like usually when I do lead it's because I've I'm I'm seeing that it's not being done like the right way and I usually I gravitate to things like that because I always know I'm like there's a higher standard that could be achieved here so like I usually shoot for those type of goals in my own space so as far as leadership goes yeah like I'm not a natural one I think I have elements of it that could be considered, like, natural. But, yeah, like, I see it as, like, if I'm, like, at the gym, it's like, I'm doing this because these people deserve a, a high standard of leadership. So it's not that I, like, I, ne- I want to, but I also know it's, like, more of, like, an obligation to, like, to myself because I, I feel I have that standard within me, but also to, like, other people because, like, they deserve a high-quality ability to lead what is when you said you're not a natural leader can you define i I mean i struggled you know people say that oh yeah you you were just a born natural leader but what is to you what does that mean i mean how do you describe somebody that is a natural leader what characteristics do you see because then maybe somebody out there that's listening oh well that that makes sense you know I think it just comes down to, I mean, the probably the ability to like to lead, but also, um, I'm trying to get the words for it. I they just have those characteristics of like always kind of being just being in front. Like I know there's people like to say like you don't you don't necessarily you should lead from the front, but like the another thing too is like just because you're talking doesn't mean you're saying anything. Sometimes mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you can. You still need to be have spoke. You still need to speak and have a presence, like with 
what you say. Like your words have to have some meaning. Yeah, some gravity to them. And I feel usually, I think with just natural leaders is like maybe they don't they don't have to try, or like they're just they're always they're always involved. I would say, and I don't see myself. If I don't have to say something, I usually don't. Like, I'm a quiet person. And I see, like, I guess lead. this could be just wrong, too. Like, I'm just, I could be thinking of it differently. But I feel like leaders are always going to, like, speak up, always going to say something. Um, and, like I said, they're always going to have, like, a presence. Or, like, sometimes, like, I don't want that. Like, like I said, most of the time if I'm leading, it's because like I have a deep desire to to provide. So I wouldn't necessarily call myself a leader. I would more call myself more of like a provider. So a provider in knowledge, a provider in like guidance rather than le- like leads, you know. Um, I call it like shepherding too if we're going to get kind of yeah, like yeah. gospel with it. Like I don't lead, I shepherd. So that's how, that's how my philosophy is about it. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, that's interesting. I didn't know that about you, you know, and and your take. That makes a lot of sense. I I think for myself, I I just can never stop talking. So I it just <laughs> that just is part of it, you know. And I think with time, you know, I became more confident. You know, I my body made I made physical changes in my body where, you know, I. I don't feel like this little scrawny dude mm-hmm. anymore. Um, I became confident in what I look like and how I present myself, and I am confident. Swagged out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that that helped help me become more of a leader, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I always feel like we're not people are not being told the right things, yeah. or they need to be hearing good. Yeah, you know, there's not enough good in this world. So, my if my job is doing that, then it's doing that. Yeah. I think I think we share very similar thought process with that, because like I said, I need, I know there's a standard of quality with like a lot of things, and when I don't see that, I I, I need to provide it. That's how I like see leadership. Um, so yeah. So we were going to discuss today a little bit more in depth, you know, about ourselves and our journeys so far so that, you know, we, in the very beginning, we talked about, you know, what we do and kind of who we are. But I think we, Brock and I discussed that we would like to go a little bit further, you know, how we came to be what we are now and kind of, you know, he talked about earlier where he's going, how he's changing things in his life. So... Brock, give us some random info about yourself that people might may not know or that might be interested in hearing. You know, maybe it doesn't have to pertain to training, but it could be life. Yeah, anything. I'm about to get very philosophical up in here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Um if I were to have to explain myself, uh I don't even want to just use like words, but like, or like just single words, but I don't know. I'm pretty, I would say I'm pretty f- 
fun-loving. Like, I was voted life of the party in high school. Were you really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think that was just because I threw parties. But <laughs> yeah. Um, I like to, like, from a le- like a leading standpoint, I do. I like to entertain. I like again. I like people to have an experience that's enjoyable, no matter what it is, you know. So like, if we're just like going out and like having some fun, eating some pizza, and like going bowling or something, like whoever I'm with, I want that to be like a good experience. Yeah. Not just for myself, but for for them and for all of us. Um, so that's what I mean by when I say like fun loving is like I just like to have a presence of like a good time, um, and that sometimes isn't seen because I don't necessarily like show it a lot. Um, like I said, I'm I'm pretty reserved in certain elements of my life. Um, that's just kind of who I am. People say like I can be somewhat of a dick sometimes, or like just come off as one because. I just don't talk or I'm not like, like I said, if I don't have something to say, I'm not going to say it. And I, I see that a lot. Like people will be out and about and like, maybe I'm not in that good of a mood and maybe I show my emotions a little bit more than I think I do or don't show my emotions. And, uh, so yeah, like I, I can be seen as quiet, but I think internally, like I said, I want to be, I want an experience for people to have, no matter like what's going on, and I think that comes down into like like entertaining, leading, um, training, whatever. Where does that come from? I don't know. Um, have you always been like that? Since I can remember, um, it's just the fact of like yeah, like. I don't th- like I don't need people to like me. Yeah. Uh so I don't want that to be like just, I don't want it to be seen as that but like when I like that's kind of why I even I threw parties in high school cuz I wanted people to have a good time and like it wasn't necessarily be for me, like for me like I didn't want the eyes on me. I just wanted people to have a good time. So no matter what it is. Um so ever since yeah, ever since I can remember like I've just kind of had that quality myself. Um, so yeah, fun loving, reserved though. Like I said, I, I, I don't show a lot. Uh, what else? I don't know. Quiet and fun loving. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I, I can see all that. Um, let's, let's go further. I, again, I always want to have, like, I put high standards on a lot of things. I just because I know like or sometimes I even wanted I just want to see what can be achieved like this is how like the video creation stuff came up like I just one day I was I just kind of had an interest I'm like how is this stuff kind of done and then I just started like looking into it and I'm like okay this is how it's done I tried it and now I'm like okay I tried it how can I make it better yeah and then it's just like pushing the pushing the mark further and further like okay I did this now let's try this like now let's see where I can go and I don't I don't want to say it's like a an addictive quality of mind like to like just go, like always like push the mark. You could characterize it as that. But yeah, I just always want to like I just always like to see like what can be achieved or like how much more I can do or better I can have things d- done. You know, your whole videography is interesting to me because 
I feel like people put all their eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a strength coach, that's all you do. You know, you don't do anything else. Yeah. But you do more than just be a strength coach. You know, you're running a business that's completely, in my mind, different than being a strength coach, you know, videography. And so how did you, I mean, you kind of, you just, you explained a little bit how you found interest in it and whatnot, but tell me more, like, what is, how did you even come from, I mean, those are two opposite spectrums. And this is a very, like, recent love of mine, passion of mine, whatever you want to call it, Um, like, within, what, like, two years, I went from, like, not, like, I had really no, like, even, like, in high school, like, I wasn't artsy, like, I, flat out, I sucked at, like, making art, you know, Um, so I never really was a, a creative person, per se, but when I came back home to go back to school, I just had a lot of free time. So I find my found myself watching a lot of things, whether it was on TV or like YouTube or whatever. And then I just came like to this like kind of realization of like just I again I just wanted to like know what the process was. Like how do how do these people do this? And I just looked into it and then it just sparked a little bit of an interest and it just grew from there. And then that turned into having the ability to to do it for profit. So like people are like reaching out like asking me to make them stuff and then it just is flourished since then so i can't really pinpoint like how but it just kind of happened that's a lot about my life like stuff just happens man like i don't necessarily and i'm not saying like i'm not driven like i i set goals and i i go try achieve those but most of the time a lot of my successes I kind of stumble upon rather than like hunt for, if that makes sense. Are there other activities that you do or hobbies, I guess? And I don't know if I'd call since, you know, videography is more of a job for you, but it could be considered a hobby. But are there other things that you are involved in that people might not know? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, I go fishing a lot. That's odd, yeah, I think. Okay. But that's like... I do try to give myself a presence, like online or whatever. So you could know that about me already. Um, that's definitely more of a hobby, but that's kind of the same thing. Is like, if I'm gonna do something, like I think that's a trait of mine. Whatever it is I'm gonna do, I'm gonna try to do it really good. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be the best at it. Like I don't have to like succeed at a high level. But if I'm gonna do it, I might as well like do it to my best of my ability. You know. So even at fishing, like, I just don't go out there and just see what happens. I'm like, all right, we're going to try that. Like, we're going to do it right. Um, I'm a pretty, I don't want to say I'm a perfectionist, but you could kind of say that too. Like, I just like things. I like quality. I like things done the right way. I like certain things like that. So having that, like, personality trait of, like, kind of being a bit of a perfectionist seeps into, like, everything that I do. So, yeah, if I'm... Working out, it's like, I want to see how good I can work out, train, whatever. Uh, if I'm making a video, I want to see how good I can, I can do at that. There are things, like, I don't, if I don't care for it, and that's kind of another personality trait of mine, is, like, if I don't have any care, it doesn't matter. Like, I could, I could kind of be seen as, like, lazy, you could say. I don't know. Like, that's maybe not a good word, but, like, 
if I don't care, it's not going to be a priority for my myself. It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about you? You, I mean, I don't want to, you're not, so you farm. Maybe, I mean, that might be something people maybe don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my family, my grandfather started the whole farming business a long time ago. And so being adopted, it kind of, I just got brought into it, yeah. you know, that way. Uh, but I spent a lot of time, you know, growing up in the field with him and around tractors and combines and whatnot. And so it's, yeah, that is, it's crazy. Like I'll tell people that like I've helped farm, I help my uncle and my cousin. Is that something, do you see that as an obligation or is it an interest of yours? I don't feel obligated. I just saw how hard my grandfather my grandpa worked okay and so that kind of has motivated me to help the operation of farming because he put everything into it and i think we owe it to him you know he started something from nothing and it's grown to be a pretty big operation so i don't feel obligated i feel more that i want to help my family to help the business succeed um i i want to say eight years ago we started maybe it's longer than that i don't know seven to nine years i don't know we started the, or they started the wine business. Mm-hmm. So we do that as well. So we, I help with, you know, making the wine, harvesting the grapes, all the things that inta- that go along with that. So that is one of the jobs, you know, and when I, it's, it is something that's totally different from being a coach. And when I tell kids that they, they say, I don't look like a farmer, but <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what a farmer looks like. Everybody has, you know, these ideas of what people need to look like or what they should look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that that's one of the things um, that I that is part of my life. I, I would say music yep. is another one uh, that's been pretty big in my life. Not so much later, you know, recent, more recently. Yeah. You know, I still play at weddings. I still play my violin. For those, I was in a choir, you know, a few years ago when I moved back, but then coaching just took up that time in the evening when I was doing that. Uh, I do miss that though. I, that's, you know, for those of you listening out there, like something about music and the sounds that you can make when you're with other musicians, you can't beat that. Mm-hmm. I, it's just something I've always felt. I, I don't know. I've, I've felt something for that. And so, yeah, you know, and, and then sometimes, you know, I'll hop on the piano and just make up my own stuff, and that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a, a good de-stressor for me. But I use, yeah, those, I, music is huge, and I hope that we can get my kids involved in it at some point. I think it's something good. You know, I didn't think it was back way back when, but now I see people and how many people would love to be able to play, you know, violin or be able to sing, you know, that's what I, uh, I sing, you know, but I haven't sang for a few years just because I, I don't know, time. Uh, but I, it's something that you will never, you probably won't ever lose it. You know, you can always sit down and play piano. You can always use your voice. You can always have that, you know, athletics, there's probably going to come a point where you're not going to physically be able to do that. So I think just to have this other side of of me will help me to continue to to strive to get better. Yeah. 
I think, like I said, as of recent, I've came into like, yeah, the, the arts. I look at it just like cre- creating. Mm-hmm. So I love making videos. I love figuring out how to make videos, how do things process and how do things kind of, it is, it's an art form, definitely. Um, and it's kind of, like I said, I, I relate it similar to like music because it's like you're trying to, there's construction going outside. Uh, you're trying to like orchestrate, orchestrate certain elements to combine and then like this big thing, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing as far as video goes. So you're looking for like, there's sound, there's, yeah, there's, there's texture, there's, there's all these things, you know, and it's like, it doesn't matter what it is. So I'm definitely a big proponent of just, just creating mm-hmm. and having an outlet to do that, regardless of what it is. Yeah. If it is music, definitely. If it's, yeah, d- design, like graphic design, art, different styles of art, whatever, but it's, there's, yeah, there's something amazing about like just creating something from like even nothing. I think the more that you are involved in more than one thing, the more exciting life is. You know, if you just do one thing and one thing is it, what happens when that thing is taken away? You know, mm-hmm. if, if lifting is taken away from me at some point in my life, I don't know what I'll, you know, I'll be pretty lost because it's been a huge part of my life for a long time. But also being able to do other things is very important. Uh, yeah, I've heard stories out there of people, you know, who, who've had to, their identities. You know, if we look at it at an athlete, you know, and their identity is being that star athlete or being on that team and performing well. You know, at some point, if that's gone, if that's taken early on, when they're still able to do that, they fall apart. Not all of them, but I I would say a large majority of them just don't know how to handle it. But it it comes from they they're losing that identity of who they are, and I think the thing that I'm hearing from you and when I'm talking is that yes we do we are coaches, but we're doing we we do more than just coaching. You know, there's a lot. It's more. what we do. It's not who we are. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it, and it's having other avenues out there mm-hmm. that gives you purpose and helps form your identity to who you are. Yeah. I think for me, coaching has, has been a huge part of forming me to become the person that I am. But I think if it wasn't for music in the beginning, I wouldn't be coaching. You know, music mm-hmm. played an important role with my discipline and practice and, and the emotion that music has brought to me. You know, when I do it, when I play it, um, <laughs> This, uh, this podcast is a struggle. I like it though. Yeah, um, you know it, it's 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 the things that we don't look at that we don't think that'll make it a that are any importance are of big importance, you know. And maybe in ten years, like music will come back even more, mm-hmm. you know, or other things. Uh, I got it. You know, I I don't ride a lot, but I have <clears throat> a Harley, and. Writing for me is very, I don't know, spiritual maybe. I don't know. There's something with that just you in the road. You know, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) 
Again, we apologize for the, the poor <laughs> audio of this episode. Um, Just is what it is at the moment. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get into riding? And you talk motorcycle uh, riding. Yeah. Right? I uh, thought when you first said it, I thought you meant writing. No, like, like I, I write. wish I could write. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, writing. How did you get into that? I think when we were in high school, uh, there was a group of us that, you know, just randomly one day said, hey, let's get crotch rockets. Let's get motorcycles. And I had one in high school, too. Yeah. It was one of those things where it was just a fad. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be part of it because I was a follower. And I got uh, my grandpa. My grandpa actually helped me purchase mine. And I had never ridden anything before. besides like a golf cart you know or a go-kart and so i remember we going we went to pick up the bike and the guy ended up riding it to my house and then i had this crotch rocket sitting in my garage and i forgot like i realized the next day i don't even know how to start it i don't know how to write it you know it was one of those things like what do i do so I spent like two weeks of just riding in my grass. I tipped it over probably four times. <laughs> I laid it down in the grass, which it didn't damage it. But two weeks later I went, which was really, I don't know why I did that, but I went with a buddy of mine, uh, Justin Sorensen. His dad and I went to the DOT to get my license. And this was two weeks after getting my bike. And I don't know how I passed that test. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I, I was so you nervous. Study? No. I just, I just, I just, pretty much, you know, it's a driving, you had to drive. And most people that take their motorcycle license test, they go and rent a little, um, what do you call it? Moped. Yeah. And And I didn't know. It's like a scooter, right? It's like not a moped, but it's not a. Yeah. And I didn't know that. I didn't know you could do that. So I'm on my cross rocket and the thing is. They say that's the hardest thing to like pass on to or do it on. Yeah. And I hadn't ridden more than two weeks. So I for sure thought I was going to fail. But I passed it. Hmm, that's and, crazy. You know, out of our group of friends, everybody rode with me because I had my license and nobody else did. They all had their permits. Yeah. You had to be with like a yeah, with somebody license had, rider. Yeah. I remember that. So, you know, it went from, you know, one thing to, you know, I got my first crotch rocket and then I bought one of our buddies' crotch rocket in college. Or maybe it was after. And then I got to the point where I'm like, this isn't, I don't need to be riding a crotch rocket anymore. So I got my first. I had a college. Whose who's was that? Miller. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I Miller, yeah. Yeah. I, I bought his. He had a six thirty six, but I I had that cross rocket, and then I switched over to a cruiser. So I bought I bought a Kawasaki uh, Vulcan, and then that was okay. I put some ape hangers on that, and then I went from that to a the Harley that I have now, which is a Road King. Yeah. So it was just one of those things where I. I told myself, you know, I'm going to get into this. I'm never going to stop riding. Mm-hmm. Do I wish I had more time to ride? Yes. Because yeah. I could, I don't know, I've probably ridden 10 times this summer just because of time. You know, when I could have time, I needed to be doing other things. Mm-hmm. So anytime with the family or my wife always gives me crap because I, she doesn't ride very much with me. But our son wants to ride a lot. So he usually gets his way, you know, yeah. more than just to please him but that's fun too is taking him for rides yeah he loves it you know just listening to the music he waves at people you know he has his little orange helmet on yeah it's a good time it's good to have that outlet of escapism just from the world you know yeah i think that's everybody has to have that Mm -hmm. and and that helps me just you know you talked about how you're a reserved person 
And even being in a leadership role, sometimes I hate talking to people. I mean, there's times like at the end of the week, you know, if somebody asked me to go out and get a beer or something, I'm like, no, like, I don't want to be around people because I've been around people for the last five days from 530, you know, from 6 a.m. till 9 o'clock at night. I just want to be able to be alone. You know, I love I love being around people like there is that there's something about that that everybody seeks. You know, just could that well companionship first off, but then just people thrive around other people. Mm-hmm. But there can also be the opposite side of that, where if you're around people all the time, you want to be left alone at some point. Yeah. You know, you want to you want your own time. Yeah. Uh, so you have to find other ways to to get that. And for me, it's riding my motorcycle when I get the opportunity. Uh, or, you know, playing, doing the music thing whenever I can. Uh, and so that's very important to have a balanced life to do that. For sure. Yeah, my my escapism is definitely like fishing or just kind of mm-hmm. being outdoors. Um, this is going to be my next question I asked you, but is there anything like in, maybe anything not in your life that you'd maybe like either eventually or like wish that you could you said like obviously ride more and whatever, but for so I was gonna say this like for me, like fishing's a, a good outlet of mine, but like I've kind of came to a conclusion that I need more. This is kind of like my my tag motto quote whatever you want to call it. Um, I just need more like not not even spontaneous, but just like I need more adventure in my life. I need more like exploration of just just stuff like even just the world itself so we went to nashville last year Mm -hmm. and that is the like that is the furthest i've been from like our hometown Mm -hmm. and it's i mean it's far but like it's not like you hear people like they travel the world and stuff it's like yeah i've been to nashville and iowa and omaha yeah so i've just kind of devoted it into myself so i Started doing wedding videography, and that's a pretty lucrative thing for me now. And it's kind of put me into a place where I actually have a wedding in Colorado next year. Okay. So that'll be a fun, like, I think Colorado's awesome. awesome. So I'm, like, I'm pumped to, like, get out there. But I just need to go do that stuff more. Just, like, explore. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be, like, a big, like, travel, especially in the world we're living in right now. It's kind of either frowned upon or just like it's not a lot to do but yeah just like escaping reality my reality and just getting out and just seeing stuff and exploring and and taking adventures so that's obviously fishing's a a big part of that so I definitely want to be doing that more in the years to follow I am right there with you I my mom was huge into traveling when we were growing up, we, we, we went everywhere. She, we drove most places. You know, we went, we've probably been to at least 40 states. I don't know, maybe not that many, but we've been a lot of places. And then she, you know, she took us out of the country a handful of times uh, to different countries. And then, so I've seen a lot, but I just haven't been able to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that's holding me back is like, I'm like, okay, if I work my butt off now, if I just, you know, keep grinding, keep grinding financially at some point, I'll be able to travel. Because they say if you're financially stable or you should be able to take one vacation a year, 
uh, I haven't had, I haven't been able to do that in I five haven't. years. You know, I just, the money's not there yep. I, financially. We're just not there. And so I guess a goal of mine would be to do that. Traveling is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I struggle with it in some aspects because I, I have a plan and I want to stay on that plan. And if it goes off a little bit, I'm just like, oh man, what the hell? You know, but I, I think traveling is huge. I think more people need to travel so they can be immersed into other cultures, you know, see how other people live. So we're not in just the bubble of Fort Dodge. Yeah. And my mom did a great job of letting my sister and I see the world. And I wish my, I wish, but it's going to happen. I just got to give it time where I can do the same thing for my family and then use that for myself to, like you said, escape. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I just want to go somewhere sometime where it's not in Iowa. Maybe it is. I don't know where I just shut everything off. Yeah. And I just take a week to myself, Yep. you know, and just not worry about anything. I think that's the one of the biggest things I see in life is that we always have things that we're worrying about. It's the do I have money to pay the next bill? You know, do am I going to get this uh, deadline met? Am I going to get my programming done? You know, what are my kids going to come in like Monday? Are they going to finish strong through the week? You know, how are their attitudes? You know, if I have a troubled kid, how is he going to be this week? Is he going to be? Uh, a butt is he gonna be you know a turd in lifts what am i gonna do to help that kid you know there's all these things that are constantly going around that we deal with and we never allow ourselves time to let it go yeah and so yeah i'm the same exact way i have yet again so our family didn't do a lot of like big traveling um like our big our vacation time was like we went like camping and stuff just like the old just old american way you know mm-hmm. but we didn't like know that's kind of one thing i wanted to do too, is like just that's why i want to do these things is because i didn't really have it growing up not that we couldn't we just never really did uh we'd go to like maybe wisconsin dells and like things like that but i've never seen like all these amazing places, you know, and like technology's obviously gained tremendous steam in the last like 10 or so years where like, yeah, you can see things digitally, but like it just isn't the same. So like Friday, uh, I left the weight room, came home and the sun was coming up and I just sat out on a picnic table outside because I live in an, on an acreage outside of town. And I just watched the sunrise. Like, so that's even a small, like, exploration yeah. of mine. Like, I just need to do stuff like that more to where I can just kind of, like, de-stress, like we said in a couple podcasts ago, like, just reflect. And it doesn't have to be long. Like, so, like, that's literally outside my back door. Like, <laughs> I didn't travel far, but I still felt yeah. like I went somewhere, you know? It's... Like, I went somewhere not in, the like, the world that I live in. Yeah, it's, I don't know the right word to describe it. I always say it's, it's like a spiritual experience. It doesn't have to be spiritual in the the way of talking about God, but it's, it's a, it's a experience that you will feel that it just is calm and it's, you just feel like the the weight that you've been carrying is just gone. Uh, I have one example that I can 
I'm going to talk about where when I went out to Wyoming, uh, whatever, three or four years ago to, to do an internship, there's, uh, I was in Laramie, Wyoming, and there is these mountains, it's called the Stony Mountain Range, and there, it's about a 40-minute drive, and you get, you, you wind through the mountains, which is absolutely beautiful, and then you get to the top, and then you can climb, there's two, there's a mountain, and then there's a smaller little thing, and so that's where I ended up taking my, my wife now and proposed to her at the top of the mountain, but at the top of this mountain, you can see for miles. There's no reception, so you can't be bothered by your phone. Um, and when I was out there the first time, when I was doing my internship, it was it was hard for me out there. I was alone. I had never felt like I did at that time. Uh, and you know, I had a good friend of mine, uh, Jonah. I don't I don't know if he's listened to this podcast, but. He helped me through that stuff, and when we were up there that time, oh man, it was, it was crazy. It was a feeling that nothing mattered, that everything that I was going through was just gone, and I just felt like, for me, it was being close to God. Like I, I've, that's a whole other topic of you know what my feelings are on that, and I just felt different and. It was just an eerie, it wasn't eerie, it was like a beautiful silence. And the weather was nice, it was in June, and you just could breathe, there was no pollution, it was just you, the wilderness, and the sky. And I don't know how to really explain it more than that, but it was an experience I will remember the rest of my life. And then the second time when we came up there, same thing, you know, we I got to experience it with my wife and it's just it literally takes your breath away it's just exactly that and you and everybody needs to find that you know you can find it outside you know like you were talking about just coming home and sitting or you know being outside with the sun coming up or you know there's times where I'm at home and you know I see the same thing and you just stop for that moment and you just take it in and it just helps. It really helps you be okay in, with everything that you're going through. Uh, and we all need that. You know, that's something we we all will struggle with different things. And you need something at some point to keep your bearings together. And don't. And we're so f- quick, fast moving in our society that we don't stop. We don't have those moments, or if we do. We're moving forward before we even realize that we should be taking those moments in. One of my favorite things when I was younger was going up on our roof. We had a pretty flat roof and I would just lay and look at the stars. And something about just being underneath the stars where you don't have noises, where you don't have anything but you in the sky was another experience of mine that I just, it's just you in in the world. You know, it was very awesome. There's nothing else. Yeah. 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 I, uh, so my kind of, like I said, my, my tagline for like my business and just kind of like my just personal brand model is, is belong to the adventure. And I see this as, again, like how you're kind of saying is like people, 
they do things, but they're not really, very, really a part of it. You know, like they don't engulf themselves and, and immerse themselves in the experience or the activity or whatever it is. You know, like they kind of just, and that's just with life in general. Like they just kind of skim by, and you like life is super short, right? It's, it, we only have a finite amount of time on this earth. So my my whole motto is like belong to that time. You know, like belong to the adventure of life. Don't just like, don't just live life. Like don't just be here like be a part of it belong to it so i again I've, I've given myself these like goals and these these aspirations of doing more and doing more now because it's not like we don't have time so like you said it and i think even kirk said this the other day just talking about how like he has goals like for later in life you know like when when i get to this age I'm going to have these things in, in set in place to where I can do these other things. And that's, I mean, that's awesome. You know, like you got to have like long-term goals and things like that. But I always look at it just like, what if I don't get there? Like, what if something happens or like, what if it just doesn't pan out that way? You know, like jobs happen or like society crumbles as we know it. And then what, you know, and then you're sitting there like, well, damn, now my, now I'm, like you said earlier, like my, now my identity's gone. I want to look at it like, yeah, I need to do things, but like do them now, enjoy them now, because this this is the time we have. We don't have like we may not have time, and time is not on our side. So if I can not have a luxurious house to live in, and I like I live at home, like I try to live as expense free as I can. That way. I have money and I have money now, you know, it's like, yeah, I do need to set things in place for future. Like, obviously I want to have a family later in life and I want to let that make sure they're financially stable, but I don't want that to come at the, at the, uh, like just the lack of like what I do now. So definitely I need to like set things aside and I need to be more, it's conscious of like my finances, but at the same time, like I can't live for the future. You know, I gotta live for now because it's all I got. So belong to the adventure. That's a good. I like that line. Yep. You know, there's a couple of things that I wanted to touch on. First one is, I when I'm you know just even out and about or seeing people, you know, everybody is behind their phone. Well, just in general, people are always behind their phone. So you're really not taking in what's in front of you, you know, if you're always constantly on your phone. But even when you are taking in special moments, it's always, let's get our camera, or let's get our phone out to take yeah. a picture of this. And that's what I don't get. I get, I get under, you know, trying to get a, a picture, but I too often I see you're not in the moment then. Mm -hmm. You're behind the screen in the moment. You're not just, hey, taking this moment in of how, what's going on and how you feel during this, you know, understanding yourself and there's beauty to what you're seeing, but when you take out your phone, it's gone. And that's a thing that I see a lot of people are doing, you know, and that needs to change if you want to live a very, I don't know what the word is, you know, a very whole life, wholesome life. Wholesome life. Yeah. And then the other thing that I wanted to say was 
it's funny how we go from being young to getting older because when you're young, you don't think about life. You don't yeah. you don't see your life ending. And if if you did, it's like, well, whatever. But then as you get older, you your mindset changes and you want to live longer. You know, if you find that purpose in life that we talked about since day one, mm-hmm. you know, having that purpose of wanting to be on the earth because there's this, this, and this to live for. And it's those moments that we are trying to live for that we are seeking that keep us going. And and you're and we're finding that in what we do, you know, in being passionate about your job, you know, having a family and, you know, the things you do in everyday life that are giving you those moments to take in, but then to want to live longer. And I think that's what we, we need to be seeking. And it, it, it's that can be really hard, you know, if if you're moving a million miles an hour, how do you stop? How do you take in those moments? How do you enjoy the little things and not the big things? You know, not worrying about 15 years from now, but worrying living right now. You know, it's good to have goals for the future. 15-year mm-hmm. goals, I don't know. Uh, to me, that's not really realistic because in a year, your life changes. Yeah. You know, what I thought I was going to be doing this year is not what I'm doing at all. You know, I did not think I would have a gym this year. I had talked about it three years ago. And I, when I talk about something, I'm going to make it happen. But I didn't think it would be this year. Yeah. So if you would have asked me that last year, I'd have been like, no way would I have a gym right now. And But that's how life works. You know, and if I had – and then we'll see maybe next year, you know, we'll have our son, our, our second son. And so we'll see what adventure life brings with that. Sometimes you just roll with the punches. Sometimes you just go and don't worry yep. about, you know, the 15-year plan. Live in the now. Yep. Work hard so, you know, eventually you can do those things that you want to do, but don't miss the little things that you probably are missing right now every single day that makes life more precious than anything else that money can buy, that things you have. It's just being here. You know, it's it, sometimes I, I, I think really deep and we take for granted just even breathing. You're breathing all the time. Your heart beating is beating all the time. If that's gone, you're gone. And people don't realize that. Yeah. It's just something just to think about. Yeah. Life's precious, man. Yeah. And we take it for granted a lot. And like I said, there's, there's always things I think everyone can improve on. Like you're saying, like the whole phone thing is, I'm, I'm pretty pretty bad at that at times. And I don't necessarily, I don't live my life through my phone. I, there's just times I feel like I use it as like, I hide behind it kind of. Yeah. Like I either, I don't want to interact with certain people or like there's certain (laughs) things that like, I just, I don't want to be a part of. Like last night was a good example. We started getting on politics and to be honest, like when politics come up, I, I, I gloss over cause I, I don't really care. Yeah. As far as like, just like I have things that I value, you know, and like I, I that, but like, like, I don't, I don't say I don't care like other people's opinions cause I do, but like in today's like political environment, it's everything's just so much, so hostile mm-hmm. that again, like it's a bad experience. So every mm-hmm. time like politics is brought up, it always turns into like some mucky, just 
hellfire of an argument mm-hmm. or, or d- discussion and i hate i hate it i can't yeah. i can't so i'll i'll pull out my phone i'll just whatever i'm, I'm <laughs> checked out checked out yeah um but yeah just like it going around like i'm i'm a big culprit of that it's like if i don't i'm not saying like i don't like human interaction but sometimes like i'm just awkward or like i just don't like know what to say so it's like not necessarily like, i don't have anything to say it's just like i don't know like i, I don't know that's how I, I am with certain, like, people or just certain, like, areas where I don't know what to say. So I just I just pull out my phone, and I hide behind my phone because yeah. I don't want to interact. Yeah. So I could definitely do a, a, a better part with trying to fix that. But, yeah, as far as, like, living through your phone, I've, I've never realized. I've never come to a realization of, like, why people do that. Yeah. Like, I saw this chick one time at a concert just straight up the whole like three song sequence that these this band did she she just had her phone out and was recording it the whole time like again hit a hit a picture maybe do a funny snap like i hate people who snapchat concerts yeah like full like even like i don't care if it's 10 seconds or 10 minutes like don't do it what's the point yeah what's the point like oh yeah i know know the point it's cool like whatever you're trying to flex on people yeah yeah you're just you're trying to show everybody what you're what you're what they're missing out on you know in a way but then you're not experiencing yeah yeah you're you're not experiencing and usually your phone does not take a good quality image of a concert yeah it's very like loud it's shitty image yeah yeah. like just don't do it yeah um yeah she's just the whole time and Actually, it took away from my experience because her phone is just right in my view of the stage. Yeah. So I'm sitting here like, this broad can just <laughs> kick rocks right now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's huge. I, I don't. I think that's part of the social. Just people with social media. Yeah. It's always just, hey, let me get this snap. Let me get this pic. Let me get this because this is how good life is. Well, is it really that good? Because I don't think your life no. is really that it's good. It's a mean, lot you, of you times. Just, come on now. It's fabricated. Yeah. And it's it's artificial too. Yeah. Like but did it, you see uh there's this like well they have like obviously those photo booth things or whatever. Uh-huh. You can do I think Fort Frenzy's doing one yeah, like yeah. right now, which is pretty cool. But there's this one you can rent out this room that looks like a private jet and you can just create like social media content in it. <laughs> so you can act like, Oh, I'm, I'm flying my private in my yeah. private jet or like flying private, like so I guess a bunch of uh, social media influencers are like, I guess they got exposed of that. But that's what you're saying is like, you're, people care too much about the image yeah. that they, that they want to perceive or have, and they care far too less about the experience of what they're, they're getting, you know? And it's wild. It's all about looking better. Yeah. I mean, think about all the filters out there. I don't, I don't give a shit about a filter. Like, come on. Like, you look like you. The beauty filter. Yeah, yeah. or like That's... just, you know, like why do I need to pretend like I'm on a jet? Exactly. I can't afford that, but if I want to someday, I will. You know, give me a reason. Like, you know, like. And that's the thing, like people, it's just the look, the image that their people are trying to portray. Just be you. What happened to being you? You know that that's gone. You know it's not good enough to be yourself. You always are trying to be something better, which 
in some aspects, it's good to, to be constantly growing and being better. But it's, it's different. It's always done in a bad way, though. Yeah. They yeah. want it for, for, for not the right reasons. I want you to like me because I'm doing this, this, and this. Or I want you to envy what I have or how I look or whatever. Nah, that doesn't matter. Like that, Get that stuff out of your head. Just be you and love yourself yeah. because then you'll love life. Yeah. And then and that's the stuff you should be sharing and, and, and utilizing if you want to have a platform. Yeah. Like it's your own creative experience. Yeah. Not this artificial stupid jet yeah. <laughs> stuff. Like I just I don't get it. And yeah. like I said, they want to look cool and it's like Yeah. There's there's people out there that don't care. Point blank. So what, what I enjoy, I'm going to enjoy because I enjoy it. Not because other people think it's cool. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. Because no one cares. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people don't understand that. It's like, nobody cares. And then, and then what happens is just like you're saying is that you're doing everything to, that everybody else thinks is cool or that they enjoy, but it's not what you enjoy. Yeah. So then you're just constantly spinning your wheels on. You're never truly happy because all you're trying to do is... Please your followers yeah. or please these people that who cares doing it for likes. Yeah. Come on now. Just enjoy yeah. like do what you want to do and be happy doing it. And then the, the rest doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That's very hard to do, though. But there has to be a point in your life where you're just like, eh, this isn't worth it. You know, I, I don't care anymore. I'm glad we didn't grow up in that that age group that it's all about social media. You know, it is what it isn't now. I. I I mean, there are people in our age group that do a lot of social media stuff, but I think it's even harder with the younger generation than it is with ours. Yeah. And we're lucky that we didn't. Definitely. Yeah. I just think you need to just enjoy life and, like I said, belong to the adventure, man. Yeah. Life's a, life is an adventure. Utilize it. Do as much as you can now. Have fun with it. Be yourself, like you just said. And then just, just roll with the punches. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I was going to say this. It's so crazy, like how you said, like, you never know, like, what's around the corner in life. Like, you never know what's going to happen. You're going to look back, like, five years ago, I've been like, there's no way I would have processed, like, what I'm doing now. Yeah. Like, I couldn't have bet on it. Not even close, you know? Um, I've always had, like, the goal of being a, a fitness person or person in the, like, I wanted to be a personal trainer when I got out of high school. And then I've, like, I've, flourish that way like that's kind of what happened but like making videos and doing all this other stuff like being a like coaching for my high school that i went to i don't never thought that man i never like, thought wild. we would be here sitting yeah exactly i never thought we would even still be Maybe friends a podcast yeah Who that's knows? crazy it's, it's wild man you never know and then you never know what's what's around the corner yeah, yeah. so when you like i've always had this ideology you could call it i don't even know what you want to call it but yeah like i never put all my chips in one basket i never i i live for the future of course right i plan i plan for the future but i live in the now and just yeah they should roll with the punches so like i always like so when something comes up like i said i i moved to omaha just kind of on a whim just because it was like just not a spur of the moment thing but it was just a new adventure, a new thing that a new avenue that I thought it was cool and I could try. 
And a lot of people, they don't make those kind of choices to like branch beyond their comfort zone and try new things. That's how I got into creating videos because I just, it, it was a new endeavor that I was interested in. But a lot of people, a lot of people, they don't make those decisions for themselves because of what people think or the fear of it possibly not going well. Failure. Yeah, failing. Can't have it, man. For sure. Well, I'm all out of ideas. I think that's good. <laughs> good day. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for the podcast, guys. Kind of all over the place. Uh, we didn't really get into any training things. Uh, but, like I said, we just want this to be pretty organic as far as content goes. Uh, we'll definitely we'll have game plans here in the future. We'll have, obviously, talking points, and we'll get into that. But we just wanted to kind of give a little insight of like who we are how we tick and and what kind of keeps us keeps us going um so we hope you enjoyed it and yeah anything else miguel nope i all i would say is live in the moments yeah you know don't take everything for granted you know enjoy your life for who for what it brings you and be happy with who you are Go belong to the adventure, ladies and gentlemen. See what happens, because you never know. All right, that's it for us. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace.